welcome back to Talking Flick Roundtable Picks, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. As always, my co-hosts, Ryan and Nick. Round them up. I'm back <laughs> and you can't keep me down. Can't keep them down. That's the best one yet. <laughs> Easily the worst. That's a great pun, too. I always have to thumbs up every pun. In so. your face, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> so this week, we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to be doing a roundtable pick. We're each Ooh, round picking. Roundtable. I yeah, like it. Round table, yeah, and we're yeah. conveniently at a roundtable. Changing yeah. it up, baby. It's a little oblong. It's a little oval, kind of, <laughs> but it's round It's round enough. So. Yeah. <laughs> so this week, we picked our favorite isolation movies, just kind of in tribute as far as COVID-19, I guess, quarantine ending, sort of, kind I of. I picked The Last Airbender. Does that count? <laughs> no? Yeah, that does count. count. Right there. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Right there. So. <laughs> I felt Please pretty isolated when I watched <laughs> it. I did, yeah. I was all I alone afterwards. sad, alone, <laughs> yeah, broken. My, my emotions were just filled within me, and I had nowhere to release I wanted them. to go to the island on Castaway. That's where I wanted to I go after that. Yeah, I was I like, you know after what? That. Me and Wilson, this is what I need that now. Was it. Humanity's gone <laughs> after it's that. Over. It was done. It was done. So uh, our criteria here at Talking Flick for an isolation movie is pretty much this, where characters are mainly stuck in one location, right? Um, they're cut off from the outside world, so they can't communicate from help. For whatever reason, they just can't communicate for outside help. And something or someone is keeping them from leaving that location. So, Nick, you're up first. What was your roundtable pick? Listen, I wanted to choose Silence of the Lambs, but you gave me a hard time about the criteria. And I was like, (laughs) no, it's from the perspective of Lecter. But I guess we're not doing that. No, we're not. Absolutely We've talked about it on the pod already, so it's a little bit redundant, but I can't help it. If you're going to be isolated, if you're going to be trapped and you're going to spend two hours basically with one person for most of the film, the best and most entertaining film that pulls this off shouts to other movies, Castaway, Rear Window, things like that. We won't mention yours, but The Martian. I've, I've said it a million times and it's a hot take for me and I've been yelled at for it. It's Ridley Scott's best movie. It's the most fun you'll have with a popcorn flick, with a little bit of like human spirit, um, a little bit of sort of like rooting for Matt Damon, a little bit of like other side characters all contributing. It's like Apollo 13 and Castaway kind of meshed together. It's a great time at the movies. Made $630 million worldwide. It's just a fun excellent movie that I can watch over and over and over again. And you know me, real watchability. Can I watch it over and over again? Absolutely. I can't watch Castaway over and over again. I just can't. Rear Window's a great movie. I can't watch that over and over again. Speed, I don't know if that totally counts. I can't watch that. Gravity. (laughs) eh, Some of these movies are fine, but this is the one that I would recommend. If you're forcing me to pick just one, this is the one I'll take to the desert island with me. So I'll be isolated. Yeah, because he is pretty much on a desert island in that. So (laughs) I want to save Mark Watt. I've wanted to save him ever since. Yeah. (laughs) Great book by uh, Andy Weir. Great screenplay by Drew Goddard. Excellent, excellent execution by Ridley Scott. It's his cleanest movie. You can argue, okay, he made other movies like Alien, fine, but it's this is his cleanest movie. Yeah, and it's a great popcorn movie. And this is about as isolated as you can get because he's Pretty the much. only the only living person yeah. on the Fuck entire you, Mars. Pla- on entire planet. <laughs> yeah, exactly on Mars. So, <laughs> and I remember watching it too because it's such an odd idea where it's like you got one person left odd. on Mars yeah. and they're risking everything to go back and save this yeah, one man. guy. We, and- I just want to reiterate, we talked about it before on the pod and go back and listen to that episode, but you have to root for the character that's isolated because you're going to spend so much time on him. So I get the castaway one because everybody likes Tom Hanks. Right. And I'm not sure people bought in exactly to Matt Damon 
being a guy you root for for two hours. Now, I like him, of course. Five minutes but, at a time, for sure. You but, know, at least. Yeah, the way they break it up is so smart, right? And you can't help yourself but root for him, right? Yeah. And we said it before, could anybody else play that part? And I still stand, I'll stand on this sandbox all day the long. The Matt Damon train. Nobody yeah. else could have played that part Matt and pulled Damon. it off. It works, man. <laughs> so. Is that how it goes? Matt yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That's about yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. I don't think really anybody else could have really pulled that off. And there's just a lot of good scenes in that, like when he pulls the oh, yeah, the yeah, out of his stomach, what, yeah. gets the, what gets launched in there. So, and the pain, even, the staples, yeah. You know, yeah, when he puts the potato and the Vicodin, amazing. <laughs> that's great. When he, when he's like, some signed, of us still do that. So. And, and again, yeah. we talked about yeah. it before. That's we, how I made that recipe. That's we it. have brought this up before, and I think it's worth saying because other things don't get this quite right. Certainly, gravity and stuff didn't get this quite right. Apollo 13 kind of nails it. Engineering shouts to engineers. We're, we're in a, a pandemic right now, and science. And engineers, these are valuable folks. And this movie Potatoes. makes... I bet you this movie inspired a few folks to go to engineering mm. school. I guarantee it mm. did. Because they're going to science the shit out of this stuff to keep them alive, man. That's what they do. And that's inspiring. Mm. So my pick is The Martian. It's not that close. I love this movie. It's incredibly rewatchable. Each time I watch it, I want to bump it up on the Shawshank mm. scale. All right. So for my pick, I picked Hush. So Hush, oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. So I actually really, <laughs> you like I the really creepy shit, it. man. Yeah, I know. I really liked it. So uh, if you haven't seen Hush, could definitely go watch it. It's there on Netflix right now. But it's about a deaf and mute writer who's played by Kate Siegel, who's actually married to uh, Mike Flanagan, who did yeah, the Doctor Flanagan, Sleep movie. Yeah. Oh, Oculus okay. Too, oh, as interesting. Well. And they a actually, director we like on the podcast. Yeah, I, I definitely really like them. And so they're married actually now, but they kind of came up with this idea on a dinner date where they came up with this writer who was deaf and mute, who was being kind of just terrorized by a mass killer. And she just happened to live reclusively like in the woods. Mm. And so there's a lot of interesting things to it because it definitely has an interesting take on like, you know, the killers inside the house or yeah, that yeah. one person who's tormenting you. That it's it's actually and, for what it is, which is basically straight, straight to VOD yeah. or Netflix. The sound is incredible. It's another one of those movies where if you no put dialogue the head- too, yeah, Very put little. the headphones Very in, little. but you want to hear each sound. You know, it's incredibly yeah. important. I thought you were going to pick the Quiet Place. That's but a good one. This but... is in the same <laughs> sort of family, really. Yeah, it definitely is because, and they do a lot of interesting aspects of it too. Um, you know, kind of, and some of it does get a little cliche, like where the killer kind of steals the phone. You know, cuts yeah. the power line stuff I mean, like that's that. But because she's deaf and mute, like anybody could walk up in her house. You know what I mean? Yeah, and do yeah. whatever because she would never know if they were there unless she felt some sort of vibration or something going yeah, on. Yeah, I feel like I've read a lot of short stories that have that same sort of premise and it's always been creepy. Yeah. Uh, they, it's a it's a really good premise and I'm, I'm interested. I haven't heard of this movie and I probably want to check it out. Yeah, I, I want to shout to Jennifer 8. Uh, I know you are a young man, Tyler, but if you get time, go back and watch Uma Thurman and Andy Garcia in a film called Jennifer 8. It's probably not as entertaining as Hush because they kind of draw it out a little bit too yeah. long, but it's a killer going after a hearing impaired lady and it's very well made. Okay. So. so, and definitely with this one, like you get it where, you know, certain people will make dumb decisions in horror movies. Yeah. You kind of get that a little bit in this, but not so much. You have it where the actual character, the woman who's deaf and mute, where she can actually outwit the main killer that's mm. going after her and she's able to kind of play certain scenarios out in her mind because she's a writer and she kind of calls it this writing voice. So you get a couple of things in the story where you think something happens, but it's not really that because it's her writing voice, you know, playing out the scenario of if I run, 
or if I hide or what, you know, what am I going to do? I still end up dead the whole entire way. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely well worth the watch, how they play with the score, how they play with the sound and just what it's able to accomplish with just no little dialogue and just very little character set. And they stay on one setting the whole entire movie. They're just in one entire location. In, in, at her house? Yeah. Or? A cabin in the woods. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, another yeah, movie so I thought somebody house. would change. Yeah, <laughs> really good, uh, yeah, but let me ask you one. this. Is it, you know, it, it matters to me. Is it rewatchable? Um, I think it would be rewatchable with someone who hasn't seen it before. So there are certain moments in it where you do root for the character and you do root for her because she struggles so much and she becomes, you know, physically damaged. She actually gets hurt. Whereas opposed in some movies similar to that, you know, the main star never really gets hurt, right? Mm -hmm. They get scratched, they get scuffed up a little bit. But no, with her, she gets really messed up quite a bit. She does. Yeah, I remember seeing it. And it's worth noting that this is really what propels Mike Flanagan into bigger properties. Oh, yeah. From this Gerald's Game, I believe it is. Yeah, Gerald's Game, which was another pretty big hit for Netflix. another isolation one kind of too when you're chained up to a bed. And (laughs) And he was supported all the way through from Blumhouse. Yeah. And this was another one of the Blumhouse movies. So. And he's really grown in them. Gerald's game was one where nobody thought could ever be added. That's you know, Carla. Adaptation and uh, I love that lady. Yeah, she's also on she's Haunting great. on Hill yeah. House too. Yeah, and great. same with his wife, Kate Siegel. And yeah, so absolutely. Ha- Haunting on Hill House really blew him up. And then he also did Doctor Sleep, which I don't think was a great uh, financial success, but not it's there definitely yet. well worth watching. <laughs> I'm nervous because I, 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 no, I don't want to hate it. I saw most of it and yeah. I, I got sleepy. So Yeah. You got to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got to watch it as like a fan from Stephen King, not as a fan from Stanley Kubrick. So I, I disagree you with you because you know what? I watched like 40 uh-huh. minutes of it and then I stopped. I was sleepy anyway, but I stopped and I was like, you know what? I do want to watch The Shining and I, now I want to go back to this. Yeah. Uh, I do think the lighting was another issue in that movie that Flanagan should have made it darker. But other than that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it a fair chance. It's, so. it's kind of like even with that, it's like, what do you do? Because There's, everybody loves win. The Shining. You can't, yeah, you can't win. win. Yeah. But I think I think he did as much as he could to win to where this is very much its own story. But right. he still referenced. Back so Tyler, it. how would you categorize Hush? Um, what would you call it? What would I call it? I guess isolation thriller horror. A thriller yeah, horror, yeah, yeah, thriller okay. horror Definitely more than horror. anything. Yeah. So it, it follows that formula as, okay. as all, all right. like kind of isolation movies and movies like that do. But the interesting take is the deaf and mute, and also just the character. And you get to watch her do mm-hmm. her thing, and same thing. You it, accomplish so much with so little dialogue it, compared yeah. to it's Avatar worth noting, we did last week. And <laughs> it's worth noting that other uh, I don't know what foreign language films did it, but it's been remade multiple times by foreign language folks. Uh, so they've taken Flanagan's idea and and you know branch it out so yeah so i mean he's definitely up and rising like everybody loves oculus of yep. literally a mm. lot of people like, I his, like his style i like so. the way his films look so yeah they definitely do all right so for me uh the first thing that came to my mind when you're talking about isolation movies was 10 Clo- cloverfield lane i Boy, thought I like that it. was yeah. a fabulous movie oh, better than great. cloverfield yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> better than cloverfield yeah. Yeah. unfortunately yeah. to say yeah. than cloverfield but i did like Tying it in at the end with the whole franchise of Cloverfield, pretty right. good, pretty good. Um, the characters in it very like likable, and the casting. I don't on know it if is John great. Goodman's totally likable. Well, the, the, well, as I was thinking about this movie, it, there's that moment when all of them are getting together really well. Yeah. You know, they're enjoying the yeah. like before like, the turn. Yeah, 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 before the turn, and it's just a very interesting thing because it makes you think that oh, he's crazy. Nothing's nothing's really going on, and then the truth comes out, and then more truth comes out. It's just a very interesting ride, and still in the same genre of suspense thriller, horror kind of themes. Um, it's it, it just made me feel 
very like claustrophobic. It's a little acid, known fact that producer Ryan keeps a vat of acid in the yeah. house at all. Yeah, yeah, you always it's because got of it. this movie. Actually. I almost bump it. I almost knock it over every time I walk in. It's crazy. Yeah, no and lid or anything. Nothing. Just you know what? It's crazy. It's really irresponsible. And what Nick doesn't know, he thinks that he is stumbling into it. I'm actually like organizing and orchestrating it so that he falls into Move it. Moving an inch every time he looks away. So yeah. that's Joke's on you. Yeah. I'm knocking it over on the way out. <laughs> yeah. I definitely remember watching 10 Cloverfield Lane and just being really surprised. I like that first movie, but after watching 10 Cloverfield Lane, it's like, yeah. wow, it's, 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 it's so much superior. It's, such it's better filmmaking. Feel, yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and Oh, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. yeah. And it's just really like that was at a time where like, man, this franchise could go anywhere because you could tell yeah. uh, Cloverfield story. It could be in its own little pocket universe. And yeah. You can do whatever you want. And then the next one comes out. I, I yeah, like it. I like it do. sort of like a serial <laughs> book or something like that where you could go any direction with it. Now, the third one ended up being crappy. Yeah. But some of the shots in 10 Cloverfield Lane when they're looking up yeah, the staircase, man. when they're looking the out the window, is really it's so good. well done. Some of yeah. the best framing you'll see in yeah. a smaller budget film like that. And to jump ahead of you, Nick... I think it's pretty rewatchable, not because of any twist that would or be anything. My one knock. I haven't gone back to it that I, much. It's it's the matter of the suspense. Like yeah. it still instills into me stress and uh, yeah. like, even, even though you know what's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. and it, I root for uh, what is it, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Correct. Yeah, yeah. she's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I root for her just because like that moment when she does have that turnaround and she wants to use the intelligence of John Goodman again. Against him yeah. uh, to outsmart him. It's really well done. And she just comes up on dead end after dead end after dead end. And when she finally makes it, she turns it around and wants to help other people. Yeah. Really like that. And let me ask you this on that because it's worth asking because we've never covered on the pod. When she gets out there, did you think something was going on or not? Oh, yeah. I definitely thought yeah, something by was that going point. on. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that turn. It's a smart ending. That turn in the middle. It changed my perception of the movie because I thought immediately that John Goodman is all of a sudden you're guy. like, you know what? He's yeah, not that crazy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then I fell into that same trap. That's when they all started getting along with one another. And then the jealousy starts building up and the greed. And it's it's just a really good microcosm of how society or how people act in these situations where you're given something and then you just want to keep it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. And I think have you it's worth asking since we've all covered an isolation film here does the pandemic does COVID-19 affect how you watch these movies is there more of an emotional impact it here prepares you. since we're kind of <laughs> trapped with a bunch of toilet paper and, and Clorox wipes you know like does it change anything I think so because before when I would look at these isolations say they were locked in this bunker for how long like a couple of it months it seems so foreign yeah right? yeah and, and I would think happen. oh they could do that you yeah. know just chilling and sitting on yeah. your butt watching that TV puzzle man whatever. so many times yeah. do that puzzle but now you realize oh man i've been in my house for like two months and i just want to get out of here like I, i'll go on a walk let's go on a walk right now <laughs> we're going to get coffee you're going to get coffee i'll go with you <laughs> it's amazing um, right yeah, man. Oh, i man. do want to say 2009 and it's the only movie he made that's good for some reason but um duncan jones did moon i know it's a movie oh, you like great. a lot yeah moon is it's awesome. so smart you know because of what ends up being revealed there which i won't spoil maybe not a perfect isolation film but i really like that movie yeah one of the better looking movies it like does that. seem like these type of isolation movies you can either go horror suspense dark or you can go bright you know yeah. or you can yeah. go you know, optimistic yeah. bright happy yeah. i haven't really seen too much of a middle ground when it comes to that because you have the martian yeah and then i've never really seen 127 hours but that'd be one you know and that was on my list there. and it yeah. was close for me because i really I didn't want to watch again, it again <laughs> it's just like similar to the martian you know how i am i'm the softy the celebration of the human spirit the will to live 
perspective, that's what you focus on. And 127 Hours just covered it in such a beautiful way. Danny Boyle, just a brilliant filmmaker. Uh, that's a movie I just was built to be uncomfortable watching. And the end of it, like it brought tears to my face. It's not rewatchable, but it's just incredible. You know, you know it's well worth a single watch. I brought it up uh, maybe last year, but Swiss Army Man had so yeah. much potential to be yeah. that comedic isolation movie, but it just falls apart in the third act. I honestly say, if you haven't watched it, give it a go. A lot of like, people like that movie. Yeah, it had such good potential to be a better movie than it was because it takes that aspect of isolation and comedy, and it, it was something that I haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah. and even kind of like with this genre too, with the whole isolation theme, like it spreads across. Like you get it in your zombie flicks, you get it really just mm. all throughout. Yeah, and part of like one of my favorite zombie twenty eight days, yeah, days later. Yeah, twenty eight days later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that one introduced good. the running that zombies. One's really you know? good. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> which for the first time you see it, you're like, holy shit. Yeah, they can sprint, and it's just uh, like, oh man. What is it? Something days of night, thirty days of oh, thirty, 30 days, days of night. Yeah, another yeah, one, yeah, yeah, well yeah. executed, one. pretty yeah. smart, not yeah. super rewatchable. <laughs> yeah, definitely not as yeah. yeah. Both of them not really as rewatchable, but really with this genre, like you know, there's so many things you can kind of inject into it. The and, mist, or yeah, the mist. <laughs> yeah, but not as optimistic for sure as Mo Martian, especially at the ending. And so, but yeah, you've got the mist, and then you've got, of course, Alien too as well, where they're just they're set up on that those on space, that space ones. station. Yeah, Event Horizon yeah. is one that comes to mind. That's a guilty really pleasure wanna, of mine. Yeah, if you really want to <laughs> be like creeped it. out, I really like that movie. Yeah. That kind of maybe it deserves Paul a remake. Paul right, right too. Yeah, 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 yeah another one of the what weird, weird guy. Man. I know. Yeah, <laughs> really hot or really cold. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's it. There's no and in between. Then Shaman, I guess, yeah. but well, yeah, 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 a whole yeah. different one. So, I, like again, I think Lady in the Water is like his middle ground, and if that if he could stay in that middle ground, it wouldn't be so bad, right? Because that movie's not cogent, but it's still entertaining to me. But he just goes below it, right? <laughs> he can't help himself. Uh, are you talking? You mentioned I, Alien, right? Yeah, yeah. Alien. Uh, the yeah. first Alien, yeah, the first too, Alien. Yeah, but really, I, all of them. But. I have to bring it up. Being well, not Prometheus, but bringing it, being a gamer. There was a game called Alien Isolation. Yep, I know that one. It was yeah. a PC game, <laughs> Any and it's apparently really good. Very close to the first Alien. There's some people that are not into it, but that feeling of isolation, that feeling that at any moment you can be taken. It really instills it in a game. Plus, it also has a VR mod so that you can put on the glasses and feel like you are in that space station. Uh, if you haven't played the game, check it out. It's on PC, on Steam. I will. I think that would be interesting. I do think like what Ridley Scott learns from making the first Alien. Now, I'm an Aliens 2 guy because I yeah. like the Space Marines, but whatever, uh, to each their own. What he learns from Alien is what he brings to the Martian. He takes it full spectrum and is, enables himself to sort of make sort of a hopeful movie. And again, I'll say it again. It's his best movie. It just is. And if you haven't seen it yet, you got to see it. Yeah. Prometheus definitely isn't his best movie. No. Yeah, that is. <laughs> I guess that's sort of isolation, too. You can't really throw uh, every space genre really, in there. Not really. Because they still have that open-end communication. They this can still is, The reach problem out with that movie and... is they spend all these billions of dollars going to this one planet. And then at some point, they get a beacon call. And they're like, you know what? We'll divert everything and go to this planet. Yeah. And it's just like, Is that what? Covenant or is that uh, no, Prometheus? No, I think it's Prometheus. That happens in Covenant, though, too. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Alien franchise yeah, is one that's bad. definitely rough. Messy. But yeah, as far as like the isolation movies, they're definitely they're fun to watch, especially like during this time or even just in general. Like if you're an apocalypse prepper or you're just like, how would I survive in this situation? <laughs> you can explore that scenario a little bit. Sure, why not? You know, a little guilty pleasure. Let's ask right this there. question because it's pertinent to the podcast. Could you do an isolation movie with a comic book character or one of these superhero characters where it's sort of grounded and isolated? 
Yeah, you, you probably there is. could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's there is some like I Daredevil mean, trapped or something. You kind of did. They kind of did it as far as like Avengers uh, Endgame when you had uh, Nebula, and I sure, guess you yeah, could say some you know, Iron Man that, yeah. where they're just stuck in there. So yeah, it doesn't last very. But long, it's a little but, yeah, it's a yeah. little different right there because as far as like what's keeping you isolated, like sometimes it's someone, sometimes it's something. Of course, with Alien, you know they'll say you know it's the monster, right? A lot of times it's the alien monster, but. When you kind of look at it, it's like, is it really the alien monster or is it kind of just like the corporation that's really focused on keeping them isolated because they have that prime exhibit right there? Mm. And even when you kind of go on with the other type of uh, the 10 Cloverfield Lane, it's like, OK, is the monsters that keep them isolated? Like, absolutely, for sure. But then it's also kind of John Goodman, right. too, as well, who's got his own little pervy things that he's up to. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's all. I mean, again, you don't want to like commingle too many things together. And if you are going to do it, shouts to Prometheus, which is just so much going on. It's nonsense. Oh, man, that's another you one. You know, yeah. make it understandable and clean. And I think 10 Cloverfield Lane is a great example of that. Prometheus is an example where too much, man, just settle down. Yeah, I don't know. I still don't know what they were trying to tell in that story. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think everyone ever There's knows. all sorts yeah. of stuff going on It's there. so odd. The yeah. goo. What's up with the goo? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're geologists. They immediately get lost. And then they're they're like biologists and they just start poking flowers. That's what you do. It's just, part of the job sense. Sense. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> but you get Charlize Theron, so. Yeah, I guess I was okay Yeah, who might have been an android or not. <laughs> Never going to complain matter, about that. So. doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that wraps up this week's episode. But hey, let us know if you like this type of episode. If you like the roundtable picks, we're just going to hear a word from our sponsors real quick. We're going to move on to our next segment, uh, recommendations. Anything you guys caught over the week or the weekend that you want to recommend or don't want to recommend? Yeah, so uh, I've been uh, on the YouTube webosphere or whatever, and I've been watching a little clips here, and it got me into watching Flight of the Concords. Oh, okay. yeah. oh it's amazing. Yeah, it's I love great. that show. Yeah. They're on my iPod. They're awesome. <laughs> like, uh, I've, I love their music, and I love the TV show. It's great. And any I would catch some of the interviews and stuff. They're hilarious, man. Uh, and I just can't get... You st- the prettiest girl in the whole wide room. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, oftentimes, I would be singing it, and then random people, friends, or people around me would be like, "What are you singing?" And I'm Robots. embarrassed <laughs> to tell them what I'm saying. Oh, it's amazing, but no, they're it's actually great. really good. Yeah, no, they're awesome. Yeah, they're really good. And they and were, Murray. Murray is a genius character. They they were one of the first to pioneer this whole like genre of comedic songs and stuff. So you know, tip of the hat to HBO them. again. Yeah. HBO genius. It, 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 I'd watch a two-hour flight of the. Concert. Movie, I'll tell you that. If, if you've if you listen to the music and you haven't seen the TV show, you gotta watch it because it just further compounds the greatness of the. How songs. many episodes have you watched? Let me ask that. Ah, uh, shoot, man! I'm telling you, it's it's worth every single one of them because they're so freaking good. Yeah, there's two uh, seasons, right? Two seasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I watched all of the first. Season I wanna I wanna just point this out second. because both me and my wife were so taken back when this actually happened. Brett McKenzie, Brett from Flight of the Concords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually has an Oscar. Do you know what he won his Oscar for? Uh, Moana. <laughs> no, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Holy shit, that'd be amazing. Did that happen? Maybe he has another one. I don't know. He plays shiny. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love he that did, song. Uh, yeah. He did the... Uh, 
uh, Muppets in Manhattan or something oh, like that. Oh, really? Muppet movie. He did yeah. music for that and he won an okay. Oscar for wow. it. Is that the oh, one with hilarious. Jason Segel or is that a different one? Yeah, that's one? the one. That's, that's the one he won the Oscar Segel? for. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Wow, yeah, that's, that's insane. It's crazy in, to think uh, about, right? And Jermaine Clement has done a ton of stuff. He was in one of the Men in Black movies. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Legion. Legion yeah. So yeah, yeah. he's versatile. Oh, yeah. He raps in Legion, too. Does he really? No, he does rap. I want to watch that episode. That's how they do their, spoiler warning, I guess, but that's how they kind of do their psychic battles. They kind of turn into rapper song verses. Oh, really? Uh, that's interesting but it, it's weird because it, it Legion kind of, might be good yeah it's weird because it, it kind of works um, what I rewatched was Tremors so oh Tremors, yeah, man so. an American classic an American classic Kevin Bacon <laughs> I love yeah, that movie himself, yeah, all man. the sequels are god awful <laughs> first but one, I watched them all the, sequels, the first yeah. one itself is like a B movie anyway right, but the yeah. sequels oh, way man. Yeah. it's yeah. so good when it breaks into the dad the from basement. Family Ties <laughs> <laughs> when it breaks yeah Bert yeah, yeah Bert yeah. Yeah. when it breaks into the basement and then they just pull out all these guns and just start firing away at it oh man what a good scene you got Mr. Miyagi it's the worms from Beetlejuice and it's funny because you see where you got the first First one, the second one, they couldn't get any of the cast no. back. Reba's oh, gone. Yeah, Kevin, yeah. you know, uh, Kevin Bacon's it gone. It was a good cast in the for yeah. Fred Ward. I mean, they, they, it's you know, it's a versatile cast. It's a B movie, yeah, you know B movie, movie. Oh, movie with like yeah. some money and some. And really, that whole franchise is just a giant game of the floor is lava. <laughs> is that like, is that yeah. something that you would uh, want to see redone? Um, if they could do it a little bit better, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. TV series there, could yeah. Work. If they could do it a little bit better, I definitely wouldn't mind. The sequels, you know, they have their own little charm, I think, but they're definitely they're in that B movie category. Would you, and there's about five of them. Would in you the want them to lean into the comedy aspects of it? I think you gotta. Yeah, if you want to yeah, keep yeah. your original fans, you have to you be gotta, in yeah. that particular yeah. franchise. You have to be self aware. Yeah. So yeah. you have to wink, wink the B movie. Yeah, 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 like a, like an eight legged yeah. freak sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Which I yeah, like eight legged like freaks. Yeah. I like eight legged freaks. Yeah, it's not bad. So for me, I've got a couple things. I watched a documentary that's just so brutal. <laughs> it's so hard to watch the Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich documentary oh, series yeah. on Netflix. Man, it's a rough ride. He didn't so prep yourself for that. Yeah, <laughs> all the conspiracy theory stuff aside, what he does, he is just an awful, awful human being. So Did they fun, say how he make his money? Uh, just I'm just gonna let it. I'm gonna leave it there. I'm oh, leave okay, it there because right. it's so hard to talk about, <laughs> and I don't want to get into specifics. But to cleanse the palate, I ended up watching something really dumb called The Wrong Missy, a David Spade oh, Happy yeah. Madison mm-hmm. production. Not terrible. Really, just a clean. Re- if you if you're down from COVID nineteen and stuff, it's an easy rewatch. It's an easy watch. You know, a clean watch. You know, I it's really not terrible. I, I like David Spade. He what was that TV show that he did before? Um, it wasn't was, Spin City. It was something similar to that. It, it oh man. I know it too, and I can't remember. Yeah. It was on an episode of Baywatch. Oh, you yeah, <laughs> was on an episode of Baywatch. Yeah. It, it was something. I can't but, believe I forget. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I don't know. David Spade, for whatever he's reason, somewhat likable. Yeah, he's yeah. Kind of a dick, but he's kind of like. He's kind of like like I don't like Owen. Wilson. I met him once in person. <laughs> oh, really? He what? was kind of a dick, <laughs> but still likable. What did okay. he say? Uh, nothing. Just hello, but he didn't want to be bothered. But he was uh, wearing like the trucker hat thing. So uh, okay, okay. All right. that's yeah. Joe Dirt. Man. Oh yeah, Joe Dirt. He rocks the trucker hat. What a good movie too. Hollywood. I met him at. Playing Hollywood, ah, uh, and I also watched Space Force first two episodes. Mm, How little, that? little messy. It's I got some laughs out of it, but a little bit messy. That's all I'll say until I see some more of it. All right, so next week, what are we doing, Nick? Holy rusted metal, Batman. We're doing Batman and Robin, oh. the best Batman movie <laughs> oh, by man. far, not even close. Not uh, even close. I can't wait. Uh, I always don't worry about up. it. No, you don't want to ask it's, the question. Uh, it's the one where they roller rollerblade. Yeah, is that Mr. Freeze and <laughs> yeah. Ivy? Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. What the killed one. the dinosaurs? It's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be incredible. The ice age. Legendary Uma Thurman performance. Legendary. She's great oh, in that. Man. She's pretty. She knows what she's doing in <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, she's she self-aware. She's the only one, but she's self-aware. Oh god. 
not Batman. Uh, and I want to prepare all the audience members out there. There will be a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Yeah, how could you not? Yeah. There's so many puns in that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chill out. I apologize in advance. I didn't want to do Bad Movie Month. I was for, It was forced upon me. Yeah, oh. that's right. You're going to yeah, do but it you put a, you picked yeah. a pretty good bad movie. I picked a bad it's one. It's a great bad yeah, movie. It's a bad oh, one. Wait, Absolutely. Wait till my pick. Oh, man, I'm digging deep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan, where can we find you at? Hey, if you like listening to my voice or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us Give on Spotify, questions. iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. If you just want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore dot com. That's Ryan with an I underscore D-O-T-C-O-M. You can always find me at realwatchability.com, top 10 movies of the year, top 10 movies of all time, and you can hit me up on Twitter at realwatch. And we're talking flick. You can follow us over on Twitter at flick underscore talking. And if you really like us, you can leave a rating review. If you going to rate us. Uh, whatever podcast app you listen to, but Apple Podcasts is the main one. Apples. Apples all the way. <laughs> we also have a Patreon where you can donate any amount of money and you can get access to we other content. We will take anything <laughs> anything we're desperate so and we'll have a link in the description for everybody's stuff finish the show ride hey that was talking flick and we will talk at you next i am week. definitely gonna die up here if i have to listen to any more goddamn disco <laughs> man david spade has a really good library what's the show called i can't find it yet jesus man <laughs> i can't find it just shoot it's me computer all right, right yeah. in front of you <laughs> this is how it's gonna end <laughs>